You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode four, Taking the Weight Off. Today's episode is all about taking the weight off, both physically and emotionally. I'm going to share with you my own story of how I've lost nearly 30 pounds in the past year by doing some small and simple things. But even if you don't need to lose weight physically, you likely have some emotional weight to lose. Surprisingly, the steps that I have taken to lose weight from my physical body have nearly all been emotional actions rather than physical. If you want to feel lighter in your body and lighter in your spirit, this episode is for you. Before we get started, I want to invite you to leave a review for this podcast on iTunes. This is a brand new show and it's so helpful and important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help me spread the word by leaving an iTunes review so more people have a chance of finding the podcast? If you've never left a review before, you can see instructions for how to do so in the show notes for this episode. It's super easy. It only takes a minute, yet it helps me so much. If you benefit in any way from this, I would greatly appreciate your help in helping the podcast reach more people. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. As I mentioned in episode one, there is great power in doing small and simple things. We talked about the compound effect and how very small and simple choices applied consistently over time reap astounding benefits. I mentioned also in that episode that I had lost 25 pounds in the past 11 months by doing small and simple things. Well, today it's closer to 30 pounds and I find it absolutely fascinating when I look back at the exact small steps that I've done to bring about such a big change. You know, I've joked with my husband this past year that I should write a book called The 50 Magic Things That I Did to Lose Weight. (laughs) Only it's likely a book that no one would ever buy. Why? Because we tend to be attracted to quick fixes and silver bullets. We tend to like the idea of the one thing, that one thing that is going to completely change our life. And we want that transformation to happen immediately. I remember going to a naturopath doctor last year and I told him that I wanted to lose weight. He looked me up and down and he asked what I currently weighed. And then he asked me this question. Well, how fast do you want to lose it? I don't really know anyone who would answer that question any other way than, uh, really fast. (laughs) Why would I want to patiently lose weight over a long period of time? If it's possible to go fast, let's go fast. So I told him that I wanted to lose it as fast as I could and still be healthy and safe. He got excited and immediately started to tell me the answer to all my wildest dreams He explained that for the next 30 days, I'd be on a restricted 500 calorie diet and I would take a hormone pill every day that would magically suppress my hunger so I wouldn't really know just how hungry I was and that I could expect to lose about a pound a day. In 30 days, I should be roughly 30 pounds lighter. Now, no judgment for anyone who has gone this route for themselves. (laughs) 
for me, I had a terrible vision of my future flash before me. And my own intuition was shouting warnings that this route was absolutely not the right choice for me. I thanked him for his time and I left his office to never return again. (laughs) That experience really sparked my thoughts about quick fixes versus sustainable long-term progression. Weight loss is probably one of the most common areas that we seek the quick fix. I realized that if I really wanted what felt right for me, it was the approach of gentleness and love and living in a way that was sustainable long-term. Thus, I let go of the glitzy allure of 30 pounds in 30 days, and I opted instead for small and simple things to bring about something great. This idea of the combination of small things reminds me of an absolutely stunning talk that I heard given by Edward I. Stone a few years ago at a Brigham Young University devotional. I. Stone is the university track and field coach, and he related the story of one of his athletes by the name of Kyle Perry. And although Kyle Perry was an all-American athlete, he was frustrated that as a runner, he had not yet been able to break the four-minute mile. I want to quote just a little bit from this speech that he gave because his story is really, really inspirational. He says, 50 years ago, the sub four minute mile was considered a nearly impossible physiological feat. Although when Roger Bannister finally accomplished the task in 1952, a succession of others soon followed. However, it is still considered a landmark accomplishment and far fewer people have run a sub four minute mile, about 1400, than have climbed Mount Everest, more than 4,000. Kyle's personal record at the time stood at four minutes, five seconds. Certainly a better than average college time, but far from world-class. At the end of cross-country season that fall, Kyle came into my office with a proposal. Coach, he said, I feel like in track I've kind of plateaued. I'm stuck at four minutes, five seconds, and I'm not getting any faster. Well, I asked, what are you going to do about it? He said, I don't think there's one single thing I can do to cut off five seconds, but I do think there are 10 things I can do that each can cut off half a second and together will total five seconds and get me under four minutes. He then pulled out his list, which read something like this. For the next three months, I will, number one, do my morning runs. Number two, stretch after workout. Three, do core five times a week. Four, get to bed before 11 p.m. Five, lift weights twice a week. Six, do sprint drills twice a week. And the last four changes were dietary in nature. Seven, eat breakfast every day. Eight, no more ice cream. Nine, no more Diet Coke. Ten, no more candy. After going through the list, he added, Coach, on February 2nd, the track team is going to Seattle for an indoor meet, and I'm going to break four minutes for the mile. He then turned the list into a legally binding contract by signing it at the bottom. I signed it as well, and we posted a copy on my wall and a copy in his locker. Over the next three months, I met with him regularly for his daily workouts, and he let me know how his 10 small things were coming along. 
As we flew to Seattle that first week of February, he was brimming with confidence. Not only had he paid the price on the big things like running 80 miles a week and never missing a practice, but he had also made the additional sacrifices to do the small things that he felt would make the ultimate difference. On February 2nd at the University of Washington indoor track, after a slow opening three laps, Kyle ran 57 seconds for his 400 meters and became the 302nd American to break four minutes for the mile, running three minutes, 59 seconds, 16 tenths of a second. (laughs) Contrary to popular opinion, he found that sweating the small stuff was necessary to accomplish big things and get him to a whole new level. Building on his breakthrough, Kyle won the national championships in the steeplechase that year. My time working with Kyle Perry helps reinforce a scripture found in the Doctrine and Covenants. Wherefore, be not weary in well-doing, for ye are laying the foundation of a great work, and out of small things proceedeth that which is great. So I love that story. I absolutely love it. I have thought about it so many times, especially in the concept of small and simple things, this compound effect of the small things adding up. Now, the reason my hypothetical book that I joked about would be titled 50 Magic Things I Did to Lose Weight is because it really has been the combination of so many small things, just like the list that Kyle Perry made of his 10 things that he was going to do to shave five seconds off of his running time. I have a list, probably not 50 long, (laughs) but probably around 15 things that I have been doing. And I bet each one of those little things has probably taken off maybe only one-tenth of a pound. But when you combine them all together, (laughs) it's like over two pounds a month, which is added up over time. There is power in doing the small things. And even though none of those things in the moment seem like they're going to have any (laughs) type of big effect, you combine all of that together and really amazing things happen. The two most common factors for any weight loss goal is what you eat, and exercise. And while these are certainly part of my lifestyle and they have been for a long time, I've actually eaten a whole foods diet for the past nine years. It has actually been the unconventional additions that I included that have made all the difference in my own weight loss. Things such as practicing forgiveness, meditation, visualization, learning to love myself and my body in the present, fasting, drinking water, getting enough sleep, having fun, and taking regular time for self-care to nurture my hobbies and my friendships, yoga, prayer, gratitude, and finally, practicing Ayurveda lifestyle habits. Ayurveda is a 5,000-year-old system of health and wellness originating in India that is the sister of yoga. So maybe it's not really 50 different things that I've done, but as you can see, it's really not a silver bullet. Rather, it is a lifestyle that includes a whole mind, spirit, and body approach to life. As I mentioned, I already eat a really clean diet. I don't eat processed foods, and I haven't even eaten fast food since 2009. It's been a long time. (laughs) This really has been a remarkable compound effect in my life. And by far, how you eat will have the most effect upon your weight than anything else. 
When I first started this journey to clean eating nine years ago, I had just had my first baby and I had gained 80 pounds in pregnancy. Nine months after eating a clean diet and exactly nine months after having a baby, <laughs> I had lost 90. So all of the baby weight plus an additional 10 pounds. My husband lost 30 pounds. So there is absolutely something to be said for eating clean. There are so many remarkable resources available today to learn more about how to do that. One of my favorite resources is the blog, 100 Days of Real Food. Lisa Leak is the author there, and she also has two outstanding cookbooks where she shares amazing recipes, but also she gives you some really valuable education in the beginning of those books. How do you even turn your lifestyle in this direction? How do you plan a menu? How do you shop? What are the things that you need to be prepared for? So if you're getting started on that journey, those are two really incredible resources that would have been really helpful had I had those when I started for myself. And I will link to those in the show notes. That being said, after I had my second baby, the weight was much harder to lose. I was still eating really, really great. But for some reason, the weight was much more stubborn. I think it could be attributed to many things, including trauma in my life. I nearly died after having her. <laughs> there was a lot of stress. There was anxiety. There was fear. There was a career change that I was going through. There was low confidence and mild depression going on. It was after reading the breakthrough book, The Gabriel Method by John Gabriel, that I began to see that excess weight, contrary to the belief of most people, is not always as simple as food and exercise. John Gabriel explains in his book how some of us can put on weight for a variety of emotional reasons unrelated to food. Now, this really is unrelated. It's not emotional eating or anything like that. It's actual emotional stress or trauma in our life that puts on weight. I could be stressed or feel fear in my life and put on weight as a means of protection. I could feel the need to hide myself in certain parts of life and put on weight to hide. Someone could have a toxic relationship with another person and put on weight to create more distance between themselves and the toxic person. I could harbor resentment and hold a deep grudge towards another person. And more than just building a wall around my heart, my body can actually build a wall of flesh around my body. This is absolutely fascinating. <laughs> and it is in this spirit that I first started my unconventional path to weight loss through practicing forgiveness. I have long struggled in my life to completely forgive other people. If someone hurt me or offended me, it would take a lot for me to completely let things go. There were some relationships I had with people that were close to me in which I harbored some resentment. I struggled to let go of words that were said and judgments that were made. And I fed the made up stories in my mind of how they didn't love me and they didn't accept me. Whenever we were together, my body and my heart would lock up tight and I would put on all the imaginary armor to protect myself from not being enough for them. I knew that this level of distancing myself was so deep that it was showing up in excess weight 
to create physical distance as a form of protection. I could probably do an entire separate podcast on the many methods that I use to help me forgive other people. In short, I had to teach myself to see them differently. I had to change the story that I was telling myself about them and the story I was telling me about me. It took practice. It took consistency. And happily, I can now report that those feelings are completely gone. Our relationship is better than it has ever been. Whether it is physical weight or emotional weight, forgiveness is a powerful tool to help you feel lighter. As I have actively searched my life for people that I need to forgive, it's been amazing to watch how the Lord has literally brought people to my mind, or I've randomly dreamed about them. One person even showed up in the news headlines, (laughs) and I've even had moments of running into certain people in person in the last several months that I have asked the Lord to show me who I need to forgive. Because I have asked God to help me see who I can forgive, he has brought people from many different parts of my life to my attention so I can finally forgive and live lighter. I promise you that if you have extra weight physically, forgiveness will help you lose some of that. I promise you that if you have extra weight spiritually, mentally, or emotionally, forgiveness will lighten your burden in a beautiful, beautiful way. Next to forgiveness, I began to work on loving myself. Not a future version of myself, not a past version of myself, but loving who I am right now in the present, whatever my size or whatever my level of perfection. I used to hear people talk about the importance of loving yourself. And I remember thinking how this sounded really nice in theory, but how do you actually do that in practice? Meditation and visualization are the tools that have helped me to make this a practical pursuit. I already had a meditation practice in my morning routine. So I began to add in to my practice a mantra meditation for five minutes a day. Anyone who has taken my identity course, you know this meditation and you know this mantra. This mantra is, I love and accept you, Brooke. If it is for you, you state your own first name. And then you repeat this mantra on every inhale and every exhale for five minutes. This is a fabulous example of the compound effect that I talk about a few episodes back in episode one, because in the moment, this totally may seem like it's not going to make much of a difference in your life. Yet, if you were to commit yourself to doing this every day for 31 days, I absolutely guarantee it would change your life. I've now done this mantra meditation for more than a year and a half, and it has healed my soul in the most beautiful ways. When I began intentionally focusing on losing weight, I evolved this mantra meditation to include visualization. 
I imagine myself loving my body, being healthy, feeling strong and connected to my body, showing love and compassion to myself, and calling upon the power of God to help me create this experience for myself physically. Again, this practice becomes most powerful over time when done repeatedly, when done with consistency. It was amazing to watch these things change physically in my life that I had been repeatedly creating in my mind spiritually first. Whether it's taking the weight off physically or taking emotional weight off, the small and simple practice of meditation and visualization can become exceptionally powerful tools over time. I've used these tools for healing many other parts of my life, and I am forever grateful for the lightness that they bring into my life. Overall, in addition to the spiritual tools of forgiveness, meditation, and visualization, the simple practice of self-care has become an integral component to taking the weight off, drinking adequate water, getting enough sleep, taking time for fun and pursuing hobbies and friendships, and the ancient practice of yoga and Ayurveda have all left me lighter on every level, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. I'll go into greater detail in these self-care rituals in future episodes, but for now, I want to leave you with a challenge. Are you carrying any physical or emotional weight that you would like to take off? I invite you to consider using the tools of forgiveness, meditation, and visualization to help you live lighter and brighter. If meditation and visualization are tools that you would like to learn more about, I will be teaching a Christ-centered meditation course that will open on June 13th. This is the perfect time to start your own meditation practice with guidance and an opportunity to ask questions and have accountability and build your own compound effect. Registration will open in just a few weeks. In the meantime, I'd love to close with one of my all-time favorite scriptures found in the book of Matthew. Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. No matter the form, the weight in your life takes, you can live lighter when you yoke yourself with Jesus Christ. I have personally seen this power lift me from the burden of physical and emotional weight in the most glorious of ways. Imagine yourself living lighter from the weight you carry and look forward with faith. You can find show notes for this episode on my website, brooksnow.com. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please take the time to share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening.